Hey, it's Greg Lauer with another Bite Size Wise podcast. Wanted to pick up in the series on the Buddhist teaching of the four, uh, the four noble truths in the Eightfold Path. With the second spoke in the Wheel of Life today being a, a, a what is typically called in English a right intention, and what is more, I'll say more accurately and more fully translated into English as an accurate and complete emotion or aspiration or intention. And what this means is that we are learning to act from a place of love and a place of compassion for ourselves and others. So wrapped up in here is the idea that we're seeking our own awakening and this spoke or this part of the eightfold path is kind of focused on our motivation for seeking our awakening and also our motivation for helping others along their path as well. Um, The Buddha taught about this and placed it so, I'll say, high in the list of the Eightfold Path because he recognized that our thoughts typically lead to our actions and that is it is our intention behind our thoughts and behind our actions that oddly enough will impact our karma. So here's one thing that is different the more I explore this within the Buddhist mindset the idea of karma is completely different from what we have learned in the West very frequently especially if we've come from a Judeo-Christian mindset we think of sowing and reaping you know what you sow you reap Um, you know what you send out into the world is what you get back and in the Hindu mindset for example Karma relates to the result of our actions. But in the Buddhist mindset, karma is much more closely related to the cause rather than the effect. Uh, So that, and it's much more immediate. The mindset for a Buddhist is, is much more immediate in terms of the cause and effect. But then there's also another shade of that which says, the karma going out not only has a direct result on the on the return the universe's return to us right now but then there'll be a medium turn and a long-term result of that karmic input so the buddhist mindset sees karma as an input whether that input is good or not good, or the way the Buddhists would have us say it, whether that karma is wholesome or not wholesome. These intentions, these emotions, these aspirations, and our our motivation behind doing things impacts our karma. And what we're supposed to be focusing on with this one is our intention of renouncing our emotional attachments. Those emotional attachments are what lead to our dukkha, our our suffering, our pain, our anguish, our anxiety. And if we intend to release those or renounce those emotional attachments, that's part part of our pathway towards our own enlightenment.
but also included is the intention of goodwill or loving kindness for all beings. And that all beings includes people and animals and any other beings. There's, <laughs> there's some arguments that I have been reading and some interesting forum discussions I've been reading online between self-proclaimed Buddhists where one school of Buddhism includes plants as beings because plants grow and plants have energy and plants provide nutrients. And that one group of Buddhists proclaims that with that, plants uh, could be considered beings or sentient beings. Another group says plants are not sentient beings. But the idea is if we say that we're going to act with goodwill or loving kindness for all beings, the idea is to do no harm and to make sure that our intention is correct. And then you can you can kind of get wrapped around the axle, splitting hairs between short-term good or long-term good. You know, the idea between giving somebody a fish and teaching someone to fish. If you really wanted to, you could get right down both rabbit trails of, well, which one of these is acting from an intention of goodwill or loving kindness? And, you know, the very first, the surface level understanding, you could actually just say, well, both. Of course, because it's not which one you're choosing, but it's the way you're choosing them. So if I am giving someone a fish because I want to compassionately and with loving kindness make sure their needs are met for today, then that'll that's good karma going out into the world and I'll get a short-term, medium-term, and long-term positive result from that. But if I do it only to get the short-term result or the long-term result or the medium-term karmic return, then I have just violated the idea of accurate and complete intention or right intention. So if I, if I give somebody the fish only because I want to see their daily needs met, that could be considered an act of goodwill or loving kindness. And similarly, if I then teach that person to fish so that they are able then to take care of their own needs and other people's needs, if I'm doing that from the place of compassion where I want to make sure that person is empowered now to go and take care of themselves and as well as take care of other people, then that would probably be considered a uh, right intention or an accurate, complete intention or a whole and perfect and loving intention. And then that would be good karma that I'd send out into the world again with the good return in the short term, the medium term, the long term. But then we trigger into the idea that it's possible that I would end up creating bad karma if the only reason I'm doing that is to, or if I've got even a little focus on getting my karmic return. It's possible 
that I could get myself into some some karmic trouble if I'm not paying attention to my intention or my motivation for doing these things. So the more I think about these, and the more I talk through them, and and oddly enough, the talking through and sometimes the the typing out a an entry on my blog. The more I talk through these and think about them, the more I realize that um, from a Western mindset, uh, these things are a little bit tricky because it's really easy to fall into the wrong motivation. And then that reminds me of my Judeo-Christian upbringing where it's really easy to embark on a certain practice like prayer or daily Bible reading or something like that. It's really easy to start with that practice and do so from a humble mindset where I just want to connect with Jesus or I just want to connect with God. And then later on, somebody points out that I must be a great Christian because I do these daily Bible readings or I'm always at church or whatever the case is. And, and then I fall victim to pride in a destructive sense. So it's it's really easy. And the more I think about these spokes on the wheel of life or part of the eightfold path, the more I realize this is the growth that we need to achieve our enlightenment, is getting better and better at things like the right intention, the right understanding, or more appropriately, the accurate and complete understanding or the accurate, complete intention or the accurate and complete emotion. So as long as our thoughts and our behaviors and our understandings are rooted in love and compassion, then at least we're, we're heading in the right direction. All right. I know this one ran a little bit long, but, um, there, there's so much packed up into so few words. The Buddha was able to put so much wisdom into such a small package, and it bears a little time invested in unpacking this. So as I've mentioned in the past, if you like what you hear on this podcast and find it valuable, I would ask that you please share with a friend and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on so that you never miss an episode. And then... Uh, Otherwise, from a place of loving kindness and full compassion, I hope you have started to learn something on the podcast and we'll talk to you tomorrow.